Yes, you are. Good day to you, depending on what time of day you are listening, of course. I am Russ. I am the host of the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this week, not going to lie. Um, not just because of the podcast, but this week in general. Uh, it's been pretty momentous. Uh, so, you know, a lot of times I just say words and in my head, they sound like they're real words and important. I don't know if momentous, whatever. I'm just going to go with it. It was a momentous day. I just dropped knowledge on you. How did that feel? Um, so now I sit here on December 13th, just two days away. So we're going to see. Oh, something. no, that was the wrong thing. <clears throat> Take two. Just two days away. From Star Wars, The Last Jedi. I'm so flipping excited for this movie. Um, and I say two, two days because technically it comes out on the 15th, but really it's coming out tomorrow. I don't really understand that, why they say that. It opens on the 15th, except for the fact that there's four different times that it's showing on the 14th. So really, that's when it opens. Um, but yeah, Last Jedi is coming out. Um, from every review I've seen, it's one of the best Star Wars movies ever. Ryan Johnson clearly killed it because they've given him his own trilogy once this is done to make it as he wants. I mean, that's that is I mean, seriously, you know, for even if you're not a Star Wars geek like me, you have to understand the relevance and the weight that Star Wars holds. So for them to say we're going to start a brand new trilogy having nothing to do with the Skywalkers. Like even though it's star Wars and it's just a gimme that people are going to go, that's still quite a risk. So they're going to start a brand new trilogy and they trust this guy and respect him so much. They're just going to give it to him. Like he's basically the George Lucas of that trilogy. That is saying a lot um, about how, how good they feel about this movie. Um, and you know, I do too. As much as I didn't want to watch any trailers leading up to this, I've watched every single one. I've watched every interview, anything I possibly could. But what I love about it is I still know nothing about this movie. You you know, it's like Luke says over and over in every single trailer, this is not going to go the way you think. And that's exactly what I think the movie is going to be like. Um, so this is going to be the Star Wars episode. Um, and I'm sorry... First and foremost, if you are not a Star Wars fan, maybe you won't be so interested in this episode. But uh, here, so here's what I'll say. So I'm in my early 40s. I was born in the mid 70s. Star Wars was a huge part of my life. Um, you know, and it's funny because you look at the kids 
and they love Star Wars, of course. Um, I think it's pretty easy for kids to love Star Wars, but they're coming in at a very weird time. Like six Star Wars movies were made before they were even born. Um, so, you know, they're just kind of coming into it after the fact. Now, of course, they have this brand new trilogy plus origin movies that they have coming out. So they're they're coming at it at a pretty good time, too. But I was OG. I was in it from the from the jump, as the kids say. And it was amazing. I, I say this, and it might just be selective memory, and it most certainly probably is. But my first memory is of Star Wars. I remember being at the, the drive-in with my family and seeing Star Wars. So you figure Star Wars came out in 77. I was only a couple years old at that time. Um, so it was probably a year or two after that if I actually have cognitive memory of that so either way so i'm watching it at the drive-in and i remember vividly seeing princess leia get shot by the stun ray and being so scared because i thought that she was dead and of course very happy relieved to know that that was not the case i don't remember anything else about that particular instance but i was hooked and i was obsessed with star wars from that moment on uh so much to the point uh, to the point where we moved to Georgia. This is the early 80s. This is probably right before Empire Strikes Back comes out. And we had just gotten our first VCR, our first VHS. And we rented Star Wars so much that when we moved back to New York, the owner of the video rental place gave us Star Wars to take with us because we rented it so much. Now, again, another story that I am like 100% sure is not the way it happened. I'm pretty sure what happened is we we're moving. So he let us buy a movie to take with us. And my parents probably just bought star Wars. Cause that's what we rented the most. And I probably wore down the tape too much where nobody else could enjoy it anyway. Um, but I'm going to remember it as he gave it to us for free because I have a habit of remembering things, how I want to, no matter what the truth is. If you don't believe me, ask why my code name is Raul. It's an inside joke. I'm okay with it. So then how Star Wars relates to my single life, and I'm really going to stretch here, is that I was kind of like Han Solo. Not nearly as cool as Han Solo, but I was like him in that, you know, I was just like wandering lost for so long and you had all these random people that would come in and out of your life, but no one really stayed, you know? And like, I can tell you, like Star Wars for me is a real obsession. Like it is a real thing and a huge part of my life and something that if somebody's going to be with me, they have to accept, which thankfully Laura has like both feet in totally, you know, and I asked her her favorite part about Star Wars and it was watching my face light up talking about it or watching it and same with the kids watching their faces light up. Um, but for the longest time, that wasn't the case. You know, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I try to convince a girlfriend to go and see a movie with me, and that didn't happen. I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw all the prequels by myself <laughs> because I just couldn't convince, you know, the girl I was with at the time to go. And, you know, that's fine because I loved it so much, but I knew I wanted somebody to share it with. Um, and the last three years I've been lucky enough to have a star Wars movie on my birthday. 
And all three of these years, I've had Laura to go with me with the kids. And that's pretty cool. Like with my birthday being the week before Christmas, I get pretty lucky that I actually get a lot of movies coming out around this time. So I'll have, and I love movies, as you can tell. So I'll have, you know, some excursions as my birthday to go and see a movie. Um, I remember the real big one for me was a few years ago when the new Tron movie came out. Not great, but Tron was almost as big to me as Star Wars when I was a kid. So to have a new Tron movie coming out on my birthday, that was a big deal. Um, and I actually kind of screwed that up royally because um, this girl I was seeing at the time had planned this whole thing to take me out to go and see the new Tron in IMAX 3D. Um, and, you know, neither of us had a ton of money. So that was that was a big deal. And I was so excited about it. I couldn't wait until then. So I went early with some friends of mine. And, you know, so I had already seen it before I went with her. To me, it was just, oh, I'm just going to go see it. And then we'll go again later. And didn't think like, you know, she had this special thing and wanted to be, you know, the person to take me to see this really cool thing. Yeah, I didn't always think it through and think of other people. So that was a great example. I wasn't necessarily a terrific guy that day. Um, but then the year or two later, Anchorman 2 comes out on my birthday. That's so great. I love Anchorman. It's probably one of my favorite comedies. Um, I mean, it's definitely one of my favorite comedies. I don't know where it ranks. I try not to do that. Go see Anchorman 2 with my boys. We sneak in some, you know, some um, scotch and flasks. You know, not that I'm a big drinker, but you're watching Anchorman. You have to have scotch, scotchity scotch. And the movie was god awful. It was terrible. It was not the best birthday present, but I got to hang out with my friends. So that was cool. But now you get these three years. And now, now is when I'll, I'll bring in Laura and the kids. And for the first one, for The Force Awakens, that came out on my birthday, my 40th birthday. And I was legitimately freaking out about turning 40. That thought scared the hell out of me. But it wasn't so much about the age and being older. It was a little bit, but mostly it was about I didn't feel like I accomplished that much. So it was really frightening in that way where I'm like, I'm going to be 40. You're supposed to have like real life stuff done at 40. I have nothing. And then thankfully, I meet Laura and her two great kids. And now I feel very accomplished. You know, I feel very important. And that's pretty cool. You know, I, I feel like a, a grown up, if I can even say that. Um, so to have those three with me and getting a Star Wars movie, a new Star Wars movie on my 40th birthday, that was just too cool. So it's, to me, a great point, a great moment to be alive. And, it, and it's, that is so overstating it, uh, you know, overplaying it, I guess. Great time to be alive. It's a great point to be, you know, an enjoyer of geeky things and sci-fi. It really is. Um, because then, you know, just look around, man. We got new Star Treks coming out. We're going to get an R-rated Quentin Tarantino Star Trek. I have no idea if that's a good thing, but it's kind of cool. I'd see that. You know, we're going to get 
and finally a female doctor for Doctor Who. I say finally, I just started watching last year, but I'm really excited about it. Um, so there's all these things, and uh, God, don't even get me into superhero movies, all these things to satisfy our geeky culture, which really comes back to the kids. Um, it comes to kids in general, but especially my kids, because as you get to know them as people and as they get to know themselves, that I think the reason sci-fi is so popular with kids is because of their imagination. And our kids have incredible imaginations. So sometimes you need to see something on screen that even you didn't think was possible. And I feel like as we grow up, we get so dulled down and we become so realistic that it's boring, you know? Um, and I feel like that's why all these movies are successful that are biopics. Cause it's like, okay, it's something that I already know. I'd like to see this, you know, maybe I'll get some new information. Um, but I feel like sci-fi kind of loses some people's some people as the years go on, but not kids because they're open-minded enough to say, yes, show me this world that I've only dreamt of. I'll maybe take it a whole different way in my head, but you know, it's, it's something that they're open to. And I think that's why it's so successful. And it's a cool point for me to be in their lives because you know, there's that discussion and you've most likely at least had it or seen somebody have it where you look at Star Wars and you look at the original trilogy, four or five, six, and then you look at the prequels, one, two, three, and you say, okay, if you had kids or if you were introducing this to someone for the first time, where would you start? Do you start at number one? Cause that makes the most sense. Or do you start at number four? Because that's where, you know, the actual universe started. That's the first movie. And it's really interesting. And I've always thought of it. And to me, it makes perfect sense to start at four. Because you start at four. It Four, especially four and five, are great movies. And they have all the moments that you crave. You know, like, you know, Luke meeting Yoda and become, you know, honing his Jedi skills, um, you know, meeting Han Solo for the first time, um, when he actually finds out spoilers that Darth Vader is his father, you know, stuff like that, that when you see it for the first time, you're like, Oh my God, this is, this is so unexpected and so incredible. Whereas if you start at one, if you start at episode one, and all of a sudden, Darth Vader says, Luke, I'm your father. You're like, well, yeah, I, I knew that. I saw it happen. That's not impressive. That's not exciting. Um, you know, how did he not see it coming? So, but at the same time, if you start at one for kids, and this is what I learned and I started appreciating once I actually, you know, got around Madison and Merle, if you start at one, you're way more likely to actually lure them in because George Lucas totally made the prequels for kids. You look at one, two, three, it's bright, it's flashy, tons of special effects. Um, there's hardly even any real people in it, which kids like, um, which I thought was so ridiculous. One of their biggest complaints about Rogue One is that there wasn't enough aliens. I thought that was so funny. I didn't even notice that, but totally true. So it's it was really... I almost took it as like, 
I saw it as actually a huge responsibility. I'm not going to lie how I'm going to introduce these kids to the movies. And I tried to do it four, five, six, one, two, three. And it didn't work out great because four, five, six, you know, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, as classic as they are, by today's standards, are really slow movies and really hard to get into if you're a kid and you're used to like immediate satisfaction. I mean, even the prequels, I remember when we finally, um, when we finally wrapped it all up with, uh, with episode three, uh, Revenge of the Sith, right? I can't even remember. Um, yeah. So when we wrap it up with episode three, I'm like, okay, so this is the one where, where Darth Vader turns bad, where Anakin turns into Darth Vader. Don't you want to see that? And the kids were like, oh my God. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. We're about a half hour in and I hear, is he Darth Vader yet? Oh, <laughs> uh, that was totally from Merle. He's like, is he Darth Vader yet? When's he turning into Darth Vader? It was like the total, are we there yet moment? I'm like, no, I will turn this movie around. So it was, you know, it, it probably would have worked out better if I started at one, two, three. But I didn't. So I kind of actually worried that I lost them with Star Wars, which kind of made me sad because, you know, what we want is to give our childhood over to our kids and have them enjoy the same things. It's, it's relatability. We want that. And I want that. I want them to love Star Wars because I love Star Wars and still do. So when Force Awakens came out and all of a sudden there's Finn who's funny and cool and, you know, um, same thing with Poe is funny and cool. And you get Ray, this strong female lead, um, all good things, all, you know, strong things for kids to get interested in. And it totally worked and it's totally, you know, increased our, our bonding over the star Wars. I, I meant to play this earlier, but I don't know if you noticed, I got a bit of a I got in a bit of a tangent. I, I did a little recording with the kids because I was very curious to get their take. Obviously I'm very excited about star Wars, very excited about last Jedi. And I wanted to get their take and find out what they're excited about. So I'm going to play these for you. I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with Merle and play you uh, what I got from him about star Wars. So tell me your favorite thing or things about star Wars. Um, I love how Darth Vader, like, um, showed his lightsaber. I was, my face, like, got wide open. When he showed his lightsaber, you talking about Rogue One, like, at the end? Yeah. That was a pretty cool scene. Is Darth Vader Vader your favorite character? Yeah. Why? Because he's, um, evil, and he's black. With a red lightsaber. So it reminds me of Halloween. Just like Darth Maul. Okay. Why do you like the bad guys? I don't know. Because you're not a bad guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm a good guy kid. See, but Darth Vader was good, and then he turned bad. Yeah. Is that what you like about him? That he's like part good and part bad? Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think about, like, the newer people, like Finn? Finn, um... I like Finn because um, he reminds me of my baby brother, and um, 
I like how he is a stormtrooper. Then he is a good guy. Hmm. It's kind of like the opposite of Darth Vader. Yeah. That's I, crazy. I know how um Finn turned into a good guy. How? Because his friend um died, so he didn't want to be a dark. In he didn't want to be um a stormtrooper. Yeah. Because he saw the bad things they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And you like that? Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite thing that you've seen in Star Wars, like, ever? Um, when... When Finn, like, took off his helmet, and then the girl... The girl stormtrooper was, like, was, like, right next to him, but behind him. That was intense. Yeah. I love that part. What about your least favorite person in Star Wars? Um... Um, I don't really like like, um, Princess Leia. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Wow. I'm not going to tell Mommy you said that. Okay. (laughs) All right. So we're going to go see The Force Awakens. I'm sorry, uh, The Last Jedi. What are you most looking forward to seeing in that movie? Um, I'm mostly looking forward to see it. Ray holding um Darth Maul's lightsaber. I know. What was that about? I don't know. What do you think happened? Um that Ray killed Darth I Darth Kylo Maul. Kylo Ren. Ren. Okay. Yeah. You think Ray killed him? Yeah. Okay. Spoilers. Is that what you want? Do you think Ray's gonna be bad then? No. So she's still good? Yeah. All right. Are you so excited? Yeah. Of course he is. And I think that's interesting. So to break down what this child just said. So I think it's very interesting when you ask about favorite scenes and favorite things. It's all current, except for Darth Vader, because he transcends. Um, but favorite scenes, it's all the the modern stuff, which is funny because it's not that lightsaber scene between Obi-Wan and Anakin which is like the only redeeming factor of the trilogies, in my opinion. But regardless, it's not Luke finding out Darth Vader was his father or the run-in in Dagobah with, with Darth Vader, supposedly. Um, you know, Darth Vader showing up in Cloud City. Oh, my God. Or even Ewoks for kids. Come on. Ewoks were adorable. None of that. It's something from Rogue One. I love that. I love that. Um and that he that he's so excited about that scene. If you didn't see it, uh, in a, if you haven't watched anything yet, like my good friend John, just stop listening <laughs> for a second, for thirty seconds. So you see Ray standing surrounded by bad guys, and all of a sudden she reaches out her hand to do like a force pull, and she's holding Kylo Ren's lightsaber. What does that mean? Is she bad? Is that her lightsaber now? Or did she kill Kylo Ren? And that was, you know, her taking his weapon. Um, Or are they trying to turn her bad? And that was the only option she had was to use that lightsaber. Okay, 30 seconds are done. So that was Merle. That was his takes from Star Wars. Now, I think it's pretty interesting. Now, listen to Madison. Pretty interesting uh, to listen to her take on her favorite things about Star Wars. So we're going to see Star Wars. We're all super excited. What is your favorite moment, like, of any Star Wars movie? 
I'd say uh, like plot twists. Sure. Like plot twists are really cool because like you think like in the commercials of the new Star Wars movie, it's like you think Ray's going to be a good guy. And then she's surrounded by bad guys with um, Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Nice. Do you have a favorite character? Um, Princess Leia. Oh, yeah? Why do you like Princess Leia so much? Because I'd say I'm surprised she didn't just jump out in space because she was so sad. Her husband died, and her son went to the dark side and is trying to kill her. So you're saying you like that she was strong enough to not do that? Yep. Do you have a least favorite person in Star Wars? Darth Vader. Least favorite? Why is that? Um, because he's like my brother <laughs> and Princess Leia's dad, and she wants to kill him, but she can't because she's her because he's her dad. So like. Like, he kind of never gets destroyed in the first couple episodes. Okay, that's pretty deep. All right, so we're getting ready for The Last Jedi. What is one thing you're really looking forward to with this movie? What Rey does when she's surrounded by bad guys and has a bad guy lightsaber. What she does, will she kill them or just surrender to them because she's, like, has a bad, because she's kind of, like, with bad guys, with, like bad guy, okay. it's kind of it's some bad guy okay. vibes. Okay, but you're excited. Yes. Bad guy vibes. So obviously, the funniest thing that stands out to me is that Merle's favorite character is Darth Vader. Least favorite is Princess Leia. Madison, the complete exact opposite. And what's cool? Those were not recorded anywhere near each other. They weren't even in the same room when I did those. Merle was in the morning. Madison was at night. So those were not intentional. They just happened to do that. That was funny. But they both are excited about the same scene from the upcoming movie, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but I have to go back because I really didn't, it didn't hit me as hard when I was recording it, but I actually got a little tear listening to Madison explained why she liked Princess Leia so much. Um, because seriously, think about what she's been through. Like her brother's God knows where her husband, ex-husband, whatever, was just killed by their son. And her son is like the big bad guy in the galaxy. Oh, which, by the way, so was her dad. And she's still strong enough to not throw herself into space, as Madison said, but lead an army to go and still try and take over for good, you know, and let good triumph because she believes there's still good in her son like that. How she is not an official Disney princess, I do not know. But that is a strong female character. And that's one thing I do. I, I did not think that way before Madison, I'll be honest. But you look at Princess Leia, even Queen Amidala. She was a great female character. Um, and of course, Rey. Rey is terrific. Um, and it looks like we have some more coming out in this movie. Um and and Rogue One, you know, we, we have all these strong female 
characters, action characters. It's a really cool time for for young girls because they actually have somebody to look up to. You know, it's not just, hey, there's Han Solo and then the damsel in distress. Like even in the first couple Star Wars, you know, Princess Leia was badass. Like she's like, fine, just give me the gun. I'll do it myself. Love that about her. But it's listening to those and listening to what has stuck with these kids. Really, it's weird. I feel like I've done a good job because I have successfully, you know, implanted Star Wars in their brains as something that they're excited about. So I guess really what I've learned from all this, other than I really need to get out more and not watch as much Star Wars. Um, what I've really learned is that is there are few things more rewarding than passing on your pastime to your kids and watching that fire reignite in them, you know, watching that, that passion come alive for them the way it did for you. Like that is so cool. And man, I tell you, like, if, if, you know, you're one of those people that's like hoping one day to have kids, uh, um, or maybe you're even on the fence. I have to tell you, if you are lucky enough to have kids one day, that is one of the coolest feelings so far. I still have a lot left to experience, but man, that there really isn't much better than that. So if you listen to all this, thank you sincerely. I, I appreciate that me ranting about star wars for all this time um god i can't wait it should be fun even regardless if you like star wars or not go to the theater have fun forget about all the the craziness and the ugliness in the world for a little bit and just go have fun and watch a cool movie thank you again for listening to the 13th episode of death of a bachelor i am russ be good to each other